Hello, I'm Adam. And I'm Anthony. Welcome to Fail Fail, the podcast about starting and growing a lifestyle business. And today's fun fact, Anthony, what's yours? I withdrew from English 111 twice. (laughs) And now I'm a writer. (laughs) Sort of. That was in college, right? That was in college. Okay. Uh, I took Chinese for two years in college. Ni hao. Oh, yeah. I got Shisha. Ooh. All right. Put en croix. I don't know. All right. So today what we're going to do is we're going to go through how to sell your hours. So there's three big things that we're going to go through. First, just the basics. What are you actually going to be doing? What are you going to be? And then the second one is going to be what are you actually going to be selling? And the third is how to get your first hour. So we're going through that, providing some examples, some use cases, and that type of thing. Fantastic. And I think we'll talk about some specific examples as well in terms of general ideas of what you can do. You got it. And you can learn from my successes and my failures. Perfect. All right. You ready, Anthony? Let's get going. Let's rock and roll. All right. So the basics. What are you actually going to be doing? Um, so there's a lot of different things with selling hours and what are you, what are you actually be doing? So there's probably three or four different buckets that we have. Uh, there's digital consulting, which is something that I've done a ton. There's even like service repair individuals. So somebody that's going in like an electrician, that type of thing, more specialized skills. Because normally when you're selling hours, it's really about your skill set, right? Whatever your skill set might be um, is better than the person that's buying your skill set, right? Um, so they're saying, hey, I'm in exchange for your time, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. Um, so this can be, really anybody can do this because more than likely you are better at something than probably 98% of the people. So that's what I've heard. The general concept, I think Tim Ferriss talks about this, is if you are better than 80% of people at anything you can either teach them how to do it or sell them your services of doing it for them. You got it. Yeah, and so we'll be going through um, that later on in the podcast a little bit more detail about that. Um, so really, there's a couple of things that we kind of want to highlight specifically around what uh, you'll be doing and what to what to avoid and what to actually succeed in. So how I personally failed, um, I've done a lot of this stuff with just digital consulting. So I would go in and say, hey, you know, for X amount of dollars, I'll sell my hours to help with the consulting fee and that type of thing. Um, so really what you have to be careful of is really being clear on what you're selling. So normally what I do is I highlight like the specific deliverable. Um, so saying, hey, this is what, like I'm gonna provide you this document and it's going to cover this and it's going to have, you know, this particular type of thing. And I'll actually put in the show notes like a link to a proposal that I've made before. Feel free to copy it and do whatever you want. Um, the other thing uh, that I think is can be a downfall at times too is just selling your hours is not having a mar- uh, market or an audience for those hours. Like you might be uh, really, really good 80% of the time at repairing an iPhone or repairing an Android phone, but maybe there's not a market to repair those iPhone phones or Android phones. Like you have to make sure that there's a market for your services that you actually have. Right. So you could be the greatest at anything, but if there's no one that needs a your person thing. greater than them... <laughs> There's no point. Exactly. And I think that applies across the board with starting any business, right? In order to exchange money, you need to be able to provide a service that people want to pay for. You got it. Right. And so you kind of mentioned some of the services earlier. I mean, it sounds like you're talking about kind of in-person stuff and the digital consulting aspect and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of what you've done, uh, how are you going to pivot? Yeah, so a big part of um, what we want to talk about today was some examples of some stuff that, that I've done. So 
I've done digital consulting, so that being basically selling my strategy hours to companies, saying, hey, there's a, uh, an app company that wanted like a, a launch proposal, basically, and that's what I'll link to. I'm saying, hey, what what would you provide us and that type of thing? So how I'm going to pivot specifically is uh, really starting to talk to potential potential clients about what they actually need. And so what I think what I've done is I just assumed that people would come find me, <laughs> which isn't always correct, right? You have to go and get them. And so it's talking to potential clients and really fulfilling a need. Um, and that's what I learned a ton through that app consulting was the services that I wanted to provide them wasn't necessarily what they wanted or what they needed at the time. And so it's really understanding like what your market is and what they actually want and then selling them, selling them what they want. You think that would be easy and like, I th- you think I would understand that and be able to do that. But for some reason I missed that part. <laughs> Sometimes the, the fundamentals get lost in the complexity of, you know, trying to, to set all this stuff up. Yeah. Or even in just like the nervousness of being new. And I think, I think the big thing for me was like failing and failing often and just learning from the failure. Like as long as you can learn from the failure, it's not really a failure. It's just a learning experience. Absolutely. It's just a, it's just a step on the path. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, the other thing is like for me, it's really I needed to understand my craft better, if you will. So like talking to other people who have done it. Um, so there's a couple of my friends who have been really successful in selling the uh, digital consulting hours or just hours in general. And so just, talk, hey, can I, you know, grab coffee or a beer or whatever, five bucks, you know, is worth way more to me um, with their time. And they've been generous enough to be able to do that. So a lot of things that I've learned through that have been like <laughs> how to price my hours, for example. Um, that was a big one where I was charging way, not enough money, like not enough money at all. I was like, oh yeah. 25 bucks an hour for my services, you know, in my head, I'm like, 25 bucks an hour. Oh man, that's so much money. And it's like, well, yes, but you're going to go after a very specific clientele if you do that. And so it's understanding. I learned all of that through kind of those experiences and really like gaining that understanding from them. Definitely. So at a high level, I mean, this can be just about anything that you're selling an hour of. You got it. So whether it's repairing a physical thing in someone's house. You got it. Or whether it's calling a client or whether it's... Driving an Uber. Driving an Uber. Yeah. So so I bring that up only because it's actually something that I'm investigating right now to see if it'd be you know a profitable idea. Um, and it's really literally any, any type of service that you're providing that other person. Perfect. And so this can be any of the broad skills. So I think we're going to talk a little bit later about what some of those skills specifically might be, and they might not be what you'd expect. You got it. So when you're trying to figure out what the heck to do, right? Let's say you're a new person, you're just starting out, maybe you have quit your job voluntarily or involuntarily, and you're thinking, okay, I need to bring in some money and I wanna start this lifestyle business concept going, working for myself. How are you supposed to figure out what to start with? Yeah. And I would say the biggest thing that I learned was sell what you know. Um, and so that means you're probably an expert in some area of your life, whether that's in work, in life, in your free time. Maybe you're a, uh, you rock climb and you're a really, really good rock climber. Maybe you're a really good cyclist. I actually have a friend who, um, he's a cyclist out in Oklahoma um, and he's really, really, really good at it. Nebraska. Sorry. Love you, buddy. Um, and he's really, really good at it. And, uh, you know, he could definitely like sell his hours to be able to do something like that. Like, 
very easily. I would be more than happy to pay him 50 bucks an hour to tell me how to like cycle better. <laughs> so like how to pace your, yeah. your pedaling exactly. or just specific things. Yeah, yeah, specific things. Like he's done marathons and whatever else and he's a pretty good athlete at it. So like he's pretty impressive. Or even like cycling advice, what bike to buy. Like I have no idea what bike to buy. Like I'll pay you 25 bucks even to just tell me what bike to buy because it's an investment. It's like a thousand dollars. So there's always something um, that you can, that you do or have that's probably better than, again, it's that 80% rule that Tim Ferriss is talking about. What are you better at than 80% of everybody else? Absolutely. And, and I want to really, really emphasize the fact that it doesn't matter what you did. The best place to start probably is whatever you've done for work mm-hmm. for the last year or two. Yep. And let's say, so, you know, in, in like high school, I worked at Discount Tire. So I worked at Discount Tire and I was selling, you know, I was working at an hourly wage. But, oh my gosh, I got to the point where I could change a, t- a full set of tires in under five minutes. That's impressive. Right. Flying. Yeah. And now... I can change tires super fast. This is a skill that's stayed with me, but yeah. thinking about that, let's just play that out, right? Yeah. So I could do an on-call tire service totally. for people in wealthier neighborhoods that don't have time to take their cars in. Yep. I could bring out the tires, do it on site for them so they never even have to take their car to the garage. Yep. That's just a small example of a very, what might seem like a menial job in some ways, how you can actually apply that and probably make a decent wage doing it well think about like even haircuts for example like one of the biggest things that i've seen is companies are now providing like these extra services so even if you just call up uh, a big company and said hey i'll you know give me a room there and i'll cut hair all day for you know 300 bucks whatever it is as many people as you can come in as a service to your to your employees like for employee appreciation or something boom that's 300 dollars extra revenue maybe you do it once a month like that's huge right so being able to do that type of thing and just kind of thinking outside the box a little bit of how your skills or whatever could be applied to something else absolutely so it's great to think about it that way yeah so in this uh i want to talk about how i failed personally so what I did is I tried to sell things that I didn't really know a ton about. Um, so at one point in time, and, and this is part of like my process and my journey of, of understanding where that was, is I did digital consulting and then I was like, oh, well, I can do like website analytics. Anybody can do website analytics. And so like I started just like selling um, my hours as like an, more analytical time too. That was a miserable failure because I have no idea how to do website analytics. Did I learn on the job? Yes, my clients were not happy about that, but I did. And so it's like, okay, how do I, how do I, if there is a skill that you want to learn, I wouldn't suggest selling your hours by any means to be able to do it. Um, But like, there is some play there, I would say to some extent too. There's definitely play, but for my fail in this subject, (laughs) which is a huge, just, I don't know. You know, you said like, how did I not see this coming? I know. Well, I'm a marketer. I have done some very light coding, but I've never touched the back end of any code, any site, anything, an app. Oh my gosh, yeah, right. I started an app development company with another marketer. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even kidding. We had no developer. We're two marketers and we're just like thinking up ideas of oh. apps to make. And it just was like, wait, Who would make a it? month later, like, what this are we is, doing? This is stupid. You could hire developers, but like we had no idea what we'd even need to hire a developer for, what, yeah. what languages we'd need them to, yeah. to code in. I, was, I just look back on that like, what were we thinking? Yeah. Sell what you know. Do what you know. Well, and even like, so my former company, Sprinkwood, I was with, one of the things that I learned there was 
like how do you help companies use like a social platform? And I was amazed that like companies really need this type of skill set. And so I was like, oh, I should just sell like my time being able to help come into a company and be like, hey, you have Sprinkler or Spreadfast or whatever that might be. Here, let me help you with that. And I and it was just it was what I did at my job, <laughs> you know, on an everyday basis. And so it's like, oh, I could do this. Like this isn't that hard or that difficult. So Definitely. Anyways, so what's the way to what's the way to avoid, avoid the this. disaster that we've <laughs> both gotten ourselves into? I think a big part of it, and I think you would agree with this, is one have a very clear message when of what you're selling. Like this is what I'm good at. This is my expertise, and this is what I'm selling. And make sure that you're actually good at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and make sure you know that you have a clear understanding of this is the this is the hour of time of what I'm going to produce, and this is what I'm going to give you at the end. Like there always should be a deliverable at the end of it. To wrap up this topic, I just want to say everyone feels imposter syndrome, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and I want you to know that if, okay. you've, if you've done something, you're probably pretty good at it. Yeah. Stick to what you know, but, but work at it and get in there. Well, and even like you were paid for it before. Like, so it's okay. Like someone paid you for it before. You're just doing it in a different type of environment. Right. So don't go into something you've never done and don't know what you're doing it at all. But otherwise, fake it till you make it. Get in there because everyone has questions about their uh, their ability to actually do stuff. So, totally. So get in there and do it. Now that we are going to sell what we know, yes. we have a general idea of what, what it's like to sell hours. What it is. How do you get your first hour, Adam? How do, oh, let's talk about how we got our first hours. Okay. So how I got my first hour was... Um, I asked, honestly, I had to go and ask and be like, Hey, I think that I can help you in this particular area. So it was, uh, it was a, a website redesign project actually <laughs> for a restaurant company. And so it was like, I did, I did that before at famous Dave's and I said, Hey, let me help you re- uh, redesign your website. Like I'll manage the entire process. Um, so I outsourced a lot of it and you know, that type of thing, but I had the kind of the complete vision, if you will, to be able to do it. Um, so I, that's what I did. I had to go out and ask for it ultimately. How about you? You know, it's it's funny because a lot of the opportunities that I've gotten in this sense mm-hmm. have come through various inbound things. Referral type things. Referral type things like that. I've been very lucky in that way. Um, what I'll say is that the first one in this line of work that I'm doing now in terms of social media consulting and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. came from a, uh, a friend, Lindsay Gish. I don't know if you, you know Lindsay, but... She uh, said, hey, I've got this event that we're going to run live social media for. Do you want to be on the team? It was yeah. just like a one-day thing. Yeah. Very low commitment, very low kind of like risk sort of thing. Well, and she thought of you because of your previous position. Exactly. Yeah. Because of um, because of what I did at Nice Ride, being yep. in, in work, and I did that for three years. So, Did you publish? Like, did you publicize at all? Like, hey, I'm looking for work or anything like that? I didn't. Okay. It was really kind of just... It came to, to me. Okay. And the interesting thing is that it was actually someone, another friend that saw me at that event that, oh. that then... Referred you to the larger contract. Re- referred me to a six-week contract. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. So it was just kind of being open to those opportunities. Yeah. And I will admit, I definitely need to be more outbound as well. That's yeah. one of my fail, fail fails, like... I definitely rely too heavily on the inbound marketing, if you will. Yeah. And so I could definitely do better if I got out there and like really pushed for it. Yeah. And I think that's, we'll probably talk about that in a future episode at some point in time, but like, that's a big one for me that I think is hard too, is like 
that I don't want to call it a hard sell, but it's like you kind of have to pound the pavement sometimes at the very beginning. Like you have to hustle. You're going to have to ask for things. You're going to have to ask people for help or even like go on LinkedIn and search for whatever topic you're doing or whatever and find people that you're connected with and go talk to them. Like you just have to get creative and like really hustle for that first hour. But it's, it is possible. Like if I can do it, Anybody can do it. <laughs> I'll say the same. Like, if I can make this work, I, I swear I'm not just saying this. Anyone can do it. Yeah. No, same. <laughs> um, so how did we fail ultimately, like, in getting that first hour? Like, I think you talked a little bit about um, more, it was more inbound than outbound. Um, was there anything else around there? I mean, really, it was a matter of me. I would say the way that I failed around this is, like, not putting myself in other people's inboxes, right? Sure instead of just like taking opportunities as they come. Yep. I tend to say yes a lot just to any and every opportunity. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and so the reason I do that is because incredible things have almost always come from them. This podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Here we are, right? Episode four. And so that's just kind of my personal yeah. like direction i guess yeah that's fair i think for me how i failed with my first hours i undercharged by far like my margin of of whatever was insane so i mean yeah it was stupid we'll probably diagnose this more in a later episode but yeah it was it was it was i should charge way more um so yeah uh how are we going to pivot like how can we fix these these failures of ours and what we're doing i think both of ours are probably the same right it would be like marketing 101 yep customer acquisition funnel lead gen that type of thing um and i think for me, like if this is something that I want to pursue, which I'm still trying to figure out, to be honest, if like I want to pursue this consulting thing, like do I want to, how, do, how am I going to do that? How am I going to find customers? How am I going to get in front of the customers? How am I going to talk to them about my, my services that I provide and that type of thing? I think part of that is like, so I just met with a, um, a company today about potentially partnering with them and like, because they, they, they potentially could use my services like in-house. And so I was like, oh, like, let's just go talk to them and see if, you know, there's potentially match or whatever. And so, yeah, there could be some potential matching there too. So I think it's it's really just pounding the pavement and figuring out what works. So I guess really to, to kind of summarize how to get your first hour, talk to as many people as you can. Yes. Ask them what they need. Yep. Tell them what you do. And then ask if they would buy. Mm-hmm. Literally on the spot, like, would you buy my time? Yes. And, and that's such a hard question. It's so hard. But you have to do it. But that's how you get your first hour. Yes. And it's hard. We will be there for you. You can tweet at me. I will hold your hand. I will give you an internet high five, internet hug. Yes. But do it. We do believe it. in you. Yep. Make it happen. All right. And it's time for... Fail, fail. Fail, fail. Our favorite part of the segment. Of the, the show. Maybe. I don't know. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, updates. Updates. Uh, so work update. My update from the last episode, episode three, was that this week was a little nightmarish from just a scheduling perspective. And so I have worked a total of three hours today. I need to work another 12 between Thursday and Friday, which I think I can do. So we're on track. There you go. That's good. Can I count track? This is working? Totally. Can. I think this is working. Oh. Even though it's fun. Yeah. Still counts. Weird. Yeah. Okay. For me, uh, I had a very similar goal where I wanted to spend at least three solid days working. Yeah. And I've made some serious progress. Basically, there's an event. I've mentioned it before. And I it's coming up in six weeks 
or less, many less. It's in 30 days, 30 basically. Days. He has a timeline behind him. I have awesome. a timeline, and there are tables and charts, and there's all the things that I need to really like shape up because I'm going to be meeting a ton of people at WDS, and I want to have my stuff just like well-packaged, put together. Ready, on point. Ready to go and on point. On fleek. On fleek. Fleek? No, fleek, dude. F-L-E-E-K. Fleek. Oh, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Grown. So, <laughs> hashtag. Okay, so the fail-fail for this episode, what is yours, Anthony? So, basically, I found out this thing that I've been doing wrong for about two years. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at you. Casual. Casual. Hey. So on my website, breakthetwitch.com, I... Sorry. Get out of here. (laughs) On my website, breakthetwitch.com, I just posted the general page, so just the breakthetwitch.com part into Facebook, and it pulled an image that was completely unrelated. So it was one of my sidebar images linking to my YouTube channel. So there it is. It's like breakthetwitch.com, intentional living in the digital age. And then it had a random picture in there. So I didn't realize you had to do, like you have to set the picture you want when your main page is linked. Yeah. So what, what like. Do you know what those are? No. Okay. So that's called open graph protocol. So what this is, is it's code specifically on websites that all social channels use to pull in uh, you can then decide what images, title, description, that type of thing is then displayed whenever someone shares that website or that page. So like you use WordPress, right? Use WordPress. Yeah. So like you can configure that within the WordPress settings. And so you can say, hey, I want this picture and I want this title and I want this description to show up when anybody shares this you know, link of breakthetwitch.com on Facebook or on Twitter or even on Reddit. It's literally everywhere. So there's a plugin called Yoast SEO. And I know that that does that on a post level, and yep. I probably need to just dig in and f- figure it out. So that's my fail. Yep. More than happy to help you with that if you ever need it. Awesome. All right, my fail is, uh, <laughs> so I built a website, and I think I talked about this in episode one, for the Zika virus, yeah. zikawatch.co. And so I have been trying my darndest to get traffic to this website, and I can't get it to save my freaking life. And so I think... I have this continual, not continual, but I think I have this like thought in my head of like, oh, this is a good idea. I should just do it. But then I don't think through like, how am I going to get traffic? I just like go full force into the idea, build out the idea. And then I'm like, oh crap, build it and they will come, right? No, that's not how the internet works and has never worked. And so I think for me, it's figuring out how to gain traffic here. And so I have a list of all of the news stations in the South that I'm going to email and basically be like hey check out my website love you thanks <laughs> there you um, go so you're gonna do that by next week then but probably in two weeks okay it's two gonna weeks. take me a while well and the other thing so the other thing that i'm potentially gonna do is give them like an embed code because the so the benefit of zika watch is the fact that the um the image that i'm displaying is better than the cdc plug shut up <laughs> but yes <laughs> Go to my website. <laughs> um, and so with that, like I'm probably gonna give them like an embed code so they can just like throw it on their website. So it's more sticky, right? Or like something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna figure it out. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Perfect. That was fun. That was great. Yeah. Well, listener, thank you for listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. How can they find you, Anthony? They can find me at breakthetwitch.com or at Anthony Uncaro. 
A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-O-N-G-A-R-O because I don't have short name privilege like Adam Evers. Have we been talking about this every episode? Probably. That's fine. Yeah, I'm going to do it every That's episode. fine. That is totally fine. As long as I laugh. That's fine. <laughs> so you can find me at adamevers.com, A-D-A-M-E-V-E-R-S.com, or Adam Evers on Twitter. I'm Adam Evers basically everywhere, and you're Anthony Aguero everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.